0: You're listening to Elk Point Baptist Church. Subscribe to our podcast to hear every sermon and like us on Facebook by searching Elk Point Baptist Church, located in Elk Point, South Dakota. Just in case. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There it is. Well, there it was. (laughs) Isaiah 40. Boy, isn't it good to be in the Lord's house tonight? Amen. Thank you so much for all that's come from different churches, pastors. Thank you so much for joining us. Amen. That just encourages me, but more than encouraging me, it cur- encourages this pastor. I don't know why so many people are in such competition. Amen. We're in this thing together. Amen. And, and we're headed for the, we're working for the same cause and it just thrills my heart to see other pastors join and help other pastors. Um, in meetings like this. Amen. It's such a blessing to know, you know, still people like that. (laughs) Still working for the same cause. Isaiah chapter 40 and the last verse, very familiar portion of scriptures. And this is going to be a little bit different message than what I normally preach, but I hope it'll be a blessing to you. And uh, if you found your place there in Isaiah chapter 40 and verse 31, would you mind standing and stretching your legs? there and, uh, and also reverence the Word of God. Amen. Well, I said verse 31, but as I was looking over this for tonight, I look back in verse 29, and I love that verse too in verse 30. So we'll just begin in verse 29. The Bible says, He, in talking about God, it says, He giveth power to the faint. Hallelujah. Man we could shout on that Amen He giveth power to the faint Man I could just shout on that And go home Amen But I'm going to preach this And and reading on And to them that have no might He increases strength Let me say amen again Hallelujah Glory to God Because a lot of times I don't feel like I got any strength Amen But praise God When I don't have strength His weakness Or excuse me when I'm I'm weak, his strength is made perfect in my weakness right. about messed up on that one. Verse thirty. Even the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. But I love this verse. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles, they shall run and not be weary and they shall walk and not faint. I want to preach on that thought here tonight, mounting up with wings as eagles, Y'all pray with me and for me. Lord, I do thank you so much for the opportunity it is. What a privilege it is to preach your word. Father, please touch us tonight. May we say exactly what you'd have us to say and be a blessing to each person that's come, Lord. We ask it in your precious and holy name, the name of Jesus, amen. You may be seated. Thank you so much. Now, the Lord here in this verse compares us, those that wait on the Lord. And that word, wait, uh, not only means waiting like you wait on something to happen, but also means talking about serving, like a waitress or a waiter waits on somebody. And, but we also can think of it in the, fact, in the sense of waiting on God to do something, because I find in my Christian life, a lot of times, I'm just waiting on God To do what he's going to do. Amen. But you know what? As we were talking last night to somebody just last night, I I got to thinking about this. God's God's will always turns slow, but it turns sure. Amen. Amen. Most of the time it turns slow, but it turns sure. God will do what he needs to do in our lives when it's time. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength they shall mount up with wings as eagles. Aren't you glad the Lord didn't use the, the birds, the buzzards tonight? Did, God didn't call us a bunch of buzzards. Right. <laughs> and That's thank right. God he didn't call us a bunch of peacocks. So, right. Although I see a lot of Christians it seems like they want to strut <laughs> like a peacock. Hadn't you? they just a little bit proud for we got to watch out for that. But, you know, also I'm glad tonight that he didn't compare us to pi- parrots to parents, you know, that's always repeating everything. You know, we're not supposed to be that way either, repeating everything. It reminds me of a story about this this uh, evangelist sort of like me. is traveling the country, and uh, he was preaching, and and uh, after the service, you know how the pastor and the evangelist will meet out in the back, and people begin to shake hands. Well, this guy was doing the same thing as people were coming through, shaking his hand, telling him how great of a message it was. Well, this woman come up and said, sir, I want to tell you, that's the worst message I've ever heard in my life. And it kind of stunned him, but you know, it just kept on because everybody after her would say, "What, what a great message that was. And she'd get back in line and she'd come back through and she'd say it again. Sir, I want you to know that's the worst message I've ever heard. I mean, two or three times she did this, saying, but the pastor spoke up feeling bad for her. the evangelist, and said, sir, brother, don't worry about that. She's now. She just repeats everything she's heard. <laughs> <laughs> so somebody wasn't telling the truth as they were going through. Don't y'all do that to me tonight, please. Amen. <laughs> but aren't you glad God didn't compare us to eagles, or compare us to parrots? He didn't compare us to uh uh, peacocks or buzzards, but he's compared us. He's made this uh, a similitude of an eagle here in this, in this verse. And I just want to bring out a few things about the eagles. Not true about every eagle, and I want to make that clear. Just some things I've heard about eagles and read about them. I hope it will be a blessing to you. But first of all, I want to mention this, that eagles, usually, a lot of times, they're born on a rock. the, The mother, she'll make a nest on the rock. And I'm glad tonight, Brother Jeremy, I was born. I was born on a rock. Amen. And I'm not talking about that first birth. Amen. When I was born again, I was born on the rock. As we sung last night, my rock, I praise God, I'm on the rock tonight. I may slip and slide on the rock, but the rock stands sure. Amen. Amen. The rock is solid. Hallelujah. And I'm glad I'm on the rock. And usually, let me just say this, and again, this is not true of every uh, eagle situation. But a lot of times she'll just have one egg, that, that mother eagle. And that reminds me of the fact that he loves me like I was his only child amen I thank God and he loves you like he was his own I talk about the the, the Lord that he treats me like I was his favorite but you know what every Christian I talk to they say the same thing (laughs) amen he loves us like we were his only he's got the ability to make us feel that way brother and I praise God for that and, and uh, some things about the eagles I want to share with you tonight. Moving on, I want to say that they are normally born on a rock. And uh, a lot of times the mother, when she begins to make that nest, she'll, she'll begin with some kind of some rough things, like some sticks and some and uh, maybe some uh, maybe even some small rocks and things like that. And then she'll cover that with like some little softer, bed with maybe some leaves and and then she'll top it all off with some of her feathers that she has found as you as you can tell by this illustration she makes it a little softer as she goes and she's got a reason for that because in my second thought tonight not only are we born on the rock but sometimes the lord he wants to stir our nest he wants to stir our nest have you ever had your nest stirred? Amen. Get us out of our comfort zone. And I was thinking about this earlier today. You know why? You know, God has to stir my nest from time to time. You know why? Because I'd be a, I, you think I'm a sorry Christian now? You think about how I would be if God didn't stir my nest every once in a while. And I know how you'd be. God would be the sorriest Christians you've ever seen. If, if every once in a while God didn't stir our nest, he's got to get us out of our comfort zone. Amen. Boy, I love that comfort zone. Now, boy, that's a good time, is it? Yeah. Boy, you can just relax. Nothing's going on. But, boy, you're always looking back behind you to see what's going to happen. Amen. Amen. As most people, you've heard this said before, we're usually about to go in a storm or in a storm or just come out of a storm. That's the way the Christian life is. But you know what? You know, that's the same way it is with a lost person. They're always having troubles and trials. It's no different for us to life. But the thing about it, the difference is we have somebody to go through our trials with us. Yes. We don't go through them alone. Yes. But, but that mother eagle, what she'll begin to do when she begins to stir that nest, she'll begin to pull away some of those feathers, some, some of that softness, some of that comfort. And the Lord can do that. He knows exactly what you're resting in. And making you so comfortable. He knows exactly what to start pulling back. Amen. He knows exactly. And he's, but he's got a reason for that. He's got a reason. That mother eagle, she's got a reason to get that eaglet out of that nest. And you know, and pulling away the softer things, she'll pull the, those feathers away. She'll pull those, maybe those soft leaves. And then, I mean, she, if she has to, she'll bring it right down to the solid rock. And she'll make it so uncomfortable. And a lot of times I've heard this, that the, that, that eaglet a crawl on top of the mother trying to find comfort. <laughs> <Woo>. <laughs> and that's what the Lord does to us. When he starts taking away that comfort, it makes us want to get real close to him. Yeah, we we'll just start looking in our Bibles. Lord, I've got to find comfort. Where's the comfort at, Lord? I, had, I enjoyed that comfort. Let me, let, I like going to the Psalms. Don't you, boy, I find a lot of comfort in them songs, boy. But the Lord he knows how to make us look for that comfort. and we'll sometimes as that mother that uh, little eagle crawl up on that mother eagle and, and uh, so he's, she's trying to make him feel uncomfortable so he'll want to get out of the nest. Yeah. because she's got a design. She, she's got a desire. she's got a goal. For that little eaglet to get out of that nest. And what does she want him to do? Fly. She wants him to fly. And that brings me to my third thought. How she gets that little eaglet to fly. A lot of times they tell me that sometimes that mother eagle. She'll take that little eaglet. If it don't want to jump out of the the nest. She'll take that eagle by the nap of the neck. You know what I'm talking about. The nap of the neck don't you? I ain't too far from the country. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Amen. (laughs) She'll grab that eagle, that little eagle, and carry it as high as she can up in the air, and then she'll drop that little thing. And that thing'll begin to tumble. Can't you imagine what that little mother that little eagle is thinking? (laughs) Mama didn't take her medicine this morning for sure. (laughs) Mama has lost it. But you know what? Every time that mother eagle, she understands how far she can take that little eaglet and how far she can let him drop before she'll swoop down and catch that little eagle, that little eaglet. And I praise God. Listen, God's not going to let you fall. He's going to catch you. And my friend, he's, <laughs> woo. Y'all don't mind if I enjoy this a little bit, do you? Every once in a while, I enjoy my own preaching. Every once in a while. But this little eaglet, she's got a design for, for that little eaglet to fly. She's going to make sure he flies. And listen, the Lord's got a design. He's got a desire for you. He's got a will for you. But my friend, until, but until he can shake your nest, he can take you out of your comfort zone, you're going to stay where you are. It ain't a one of us going to get out of the nest by ourselves. Right. Yeah. I mean, we may be crazy, but ain't that crazy? <laughs> But that, the mother eagle, she knows how to get that little eaglet out of that nest. And she'll begin to try to train it to, to fly. And you know what she'll do? She'll take that thing up there and try to get it to fly and stretch out its wings. And that's what happens. Eventually, that little eaglet stretches out those little wings. And you know what happens? That wind catches that little eaglet's wings. Boy, I think that's a beautiful picture of the Holy Spirit. Amen, because, listen, without the Holy Spirit, we can do nothing. Jesus said it this way, without me, ye can do nothing. You know, Jesus, the Holy Spirit, listen, in case somebody's wondering, the Holy Spirit is not a substitute for God. It is God. Amen. It is the Lord. It's the Lord Jesus' Spirit is what that is, the Holy Spirit. Amen. And we, and when he said, I, without me, ye can do nothing, he could be as well saying Without the Holy Ghost, you can do nothing. My friend, a lot of times I believe what our problem is, we try to live through this life without the Spirit of God. Just like like a bird that can't fly without the wind, my friend, you can't fly, you can't survive, you can't soar for the Lord without the Spirit, the wind of God in your life. Amen. Sometimes we get tired of doing the work of God, not tired of the work, but doing the work. So, but I wonder sometimes as we're, we're using the flesh, we, we like to flap our wings. We like to flap our wings, try to do it ourselves. See if we can make it without the wind. But my friend, my, we need the wind. We need the spirit of God in our lives. And they tell us about the, the wind that the, the eagles, they can fly for hours as long as they are using the wind Matter of fact, they can actually fly above storms for hours until the storm passes by. <laughs> Amen. Amen. They can stay above that storm just using the wind. Yes, now, if they were flopping the whole time, flapping their wings, they wouldn't make it. Right. They'd fall. They'd fall to the ground. They'd get tired. But, my friend, they learned to use that wind. And that's what you've got to do, my friend, to be successful in your spiritual life. You've got to use the Spirit of God. Amen. Without Him, we can do nothing. And just, just moving right on, I was thinking about some other things I wrote down here. That the winds, the wind is something that the eagles, they use every day, don't they? And you see, uh, maybe not eagles, we don't see very many of them, although we were coming from Iowa just the other day. And there was one just sitting out in the middle of the field, and I, I told my wife it's early in the morning. I said, "What is that big old thing out there in the field?" And it was the prettiest eagle I've ever seen, bald eagle. And uh, and that I, I, I was amazing to me. You, you see them things, but they, they, that's the wind is something that they need every day. And my friend, you have to have the spirit of God to fill you to make it through this life. Amen. It's something that you need. Without Him, we can do nothing. And I, just moving right along, the eagles. Let me say this about the eagles also: there are they are a meat-eating animal bird. Mm-hmm. They are a predator, and that reminds me of us as children of God. We can't make it on just the milk right. of the Word of God. Yeah, right. Amen. Amen. And we we got to get in the Word of God and get some of that meat out. Amen. And I I'm. Trying to read through the scriptures this year, Lord willing, and I'm I'm headed that way. Matter of fact, I've uh, read through half of it already. I'm trying to make it through two times this this year, by the grace of God. And we also reading it as a family because I need the Word of God. Yeah. I've got to have the Word of God. This is my strength. This is my meat. Amen. To make it spiritually, we've got to stay in the Word of God. So, my friend, let's stay in the meat of the Word of God, not just the things that we learned when we first got saved, but there's a lot of things in here. i tell you what, I'll be honest with you, what I preached last night about Esther. I have read that story over and over and never saw what the Lord showed me when he showed me that message in the book of Esther. As a matter of fact, I wasn't reading it. I was listening to it with Alexander Scorby. A lot of times I can't spend as much time reading, but I, I can listen to the Word of God. And boy, we have the advantages of the modern life to be able to not only read the Word of God, but listen to the Word of God. It keeps us from wasting time. So I'm trying to do that. And a lot of times the Lord will speak to me as I'm listening to the Word of God. We need the meat of the Word of God. I was thinking about that verse in 1 Corinthians verse chapter 3, verse 2, uh, Paul says, I, feed, I fed you with milk, and he ha- says, because you could not take the meat. He says, and not with meat, because you are yet carnal. Boy, we don't need to be carnal Christians. That just means, that word carnal means fleshly. Our our young Christians, we need to, basically we need to grow up. Amen. Start eating some meat. But some other things I thought about the eagles. I, I found this out about the eagles. There's only one other bird that actually can Defeat an eagle if it gets into a fight with an eagle. And it's called a condor, which is actually a great gigantic buzzard is what it is. And the the, uh, eagle, it cannot fight, it can't defeat a condor. It's too strong, it's too big, it's a little bit bigger than the eagle. But the eagle has one advantage over the condor. The eagle has an extra lens on its eyes that it can pull over its eyes and fly directly into the sun. That does something for me, my friend. Amen. Amen. To get away from the old devil, we just have to fly directly to the S-O-N. Amen. We need the S-O-N to defeat the devil. It says, you know, some people talk about the devil like they can fight the devil by themselves. I don't want to fight him by myself. I can't fight him by myself. But I've got my elder brother. <laughs> Woo! I can go straight to my elder brother and ask for help because I've got that extra lens. I can fly directly t- to the sun. Amen. I've had that new birth. Praise God. I've got that eagle eye. <laughs> Hey, we got that eagle eye. Well, thinking about something else, I've just got a couple more things to say about the eagles. And I'll finish up with this thought. I, I hope it's been a blessing to you. There's some things that I've learned about it. And by the way, in case somebody has a problem with using nature to preach by, the Lord did it, did He not? Yes, and matter of fact, I was reminded of this verse today. Uh, the Bible says in Romans chapter 1, verse 20 says, For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made. We can learn more about God studying the Lord, what God made. Uh, He says, even his eternal power and Godhead. Sounds pretty deep to me. Find out things about God, but studying about what things he made. Amen. Learn more about his, his, uh, eternal power and Godhead. But anyway, lastly tonight, thinking about the eagles, I mean, just th- think. Let's just think about this for just a little bit. They go through what we call a molting period. A, mo- a molting period. Most of you have pro- probably heard this before. That eagle, a lot of times in its later life and it's when it gets older, it'll start shedding some of its feathers. And they can go through such a bad molting period to where they can't even fly anymore. They'll begin to develop some calcium around their beak and they can't even hardly eat. And the only way, listen to this, I think this is a good application we can make. The only way they can make it, if other eagles bring them food. I tell you what, folks, in these last little while in our lives we've experienced the goodness of god's people bring so to speak bringing us meat (laughs) when we couldn't get go get it for ourselves my friend that's why it's so important that we meet as a congregation that's why it's so important we forsake not the assembling of ourselves together that's so important Don't, don't ever get over the fact that you, I mean, online stuff is okay when that's all you can do, but just as soon as you can, you need to get back to assembling yourselves together because we need each other that some, some of us may be going through the molting season. When we just can't seem to find meat for herself. I mean, we read the Bible. You, you've read, it, read the Bible and it seems like the God has closed her eyes and been able to see anything. And you go to church and a preacher preach a preacher message and bring out something you never thought about or heard about. You know what that is? That's that other eagle dropping you some meat. Amen. And they're in your molting season. Amen. But just remember, the Lord's going to be with you through that. But you know, in the the eagle life, a lot of them die during that period because if they don't get help, if they don't get help in time, they'll they'll die. They can't make it through that molting season. But uh, and let me just throw this out to you. They say now, this is what some of them that study the eagles quite a lot. They say that most of the time, the eagles that come and give the other eagles help are eagles that have been through the molting season uh, period themselves. Yes, Amen. You know why God allows us to go through that period, those seasons of our lives. So, and let me say this to you tonight, my friend. There's going to be some dry seasons. You go, you're going to have some dry seasons in your church right. when it seems like nobody's getting saved. You're going to have some uh, summertime, spring times when things are blossoming. You're going to have, but you're going to have some winter times when it seems like there's nothing going on. My friend, God allows those things. God allows those, those different seasons to come in your life. And we can use those times to help us understand what other people are going through. Those, those birds that's been through the molting season, that's what they say. A lot of them, the only ones that help that, that poor bird on the ground that can't even get up to fly... They say that a lot of times the birds that's been through the molting season themselves will come down and gather around that bird and help him overcome. And that's what we got to do, my friend, and the things that we have learned during our molting season. Amen. We need to apply in our lives so we can help other people. And I'll close with this thought tonight. I appreciate you listening so well this this evening. But I want to close with a with a verse the Lord showed me just the other day, and turn with me to Psalms chapter fifty-seven. You know, a lot of times the the Bible refers to the Lord as covering us with His wings. Amen, covering us with His wings, and uh, that's that's a good illustration because the Bible uses it a lot of times. I like this verse; it just really spoke to my heart. This is one of those. Uh, pieces of meat I found the other day. Amen. In in chapter 57 in verse 1 the Bible says the psalmist says be merciful unto me O God be merciful unto me for my soul trusteth in thee yea notice this in the shadow of thy wings will I make my refuge until these calamities be overpassed amen and that's my prayer tonight is the Lord will overshadow us until these calam- calamities and I, I thought that was a neat word you know a lot of times it's good for us we think we understand what a word is but it's, a lot of times it's good just to look up these what we think it's a simple word these, that word calamity is really talking about not only calamities as it says but also speaking of devastations disappointments Discouragement. All those things are calamities. Uh, somebody might say tonight, Well, I've never had one of those. Just hang on. <laughs> I, I'm not wishing it on you, but my friend, it's going to come one day. And you need to know what to do during these days of calamity, these days of disappointment, these, these days of discouragement, these days of despondency. We need to hide under the shadow of his wings (laughs) hallelujah i believe i can make it through the calamities as long as he's covering me with the shadow of his wings i'd like for the family to come and sing one more song tonight in closing i may have told this story before and but pardon me if you you know when you when you come somewhere every year you most likely going to repeat some of these stories. Y'all forgive me. And I only got a few of them. <laughs> Amen. But this pastor we, I heard about here a while back, he was going through a devastating time in his life. His wife was in the hospital. He was going through one of those calamities. His wife had been in hospital, and this was before the virus. So he was able to visit his wife, be in the hospital with her all the time because he wanted to be close to her and comfort her. But there was a time during that process of weeks, it actually was, where he needed to go to, to the house and get a shower and get re- freshened up get relaxed a little bit so he could come back. And as he was walking out in the middle of the night, three or four o'clock in the, in the morning, he was walking outside in the dark. He heard this bird chirping. For for illustration's sake, I would like to say it was an eagle, but it's just a little bird. (laughs) It was chirping up in that that tree, singing. That bird was singing up in the tree. And he thought to himself, why in the world would a bird be singing in the middle of the night? And he got frustrated because he's thinking to himself, Lord, (laughs) there's nothing for me to sing about. I'm going through a dark time. I'm going through a hard time. I'm going through one of those calamities. Lord, I can't make it. And I don't have a thing to sing about. And the Lord spoke to him. And he so, you know how the Lord speaks to your heart, reminds you of some things. And he told this man this He says, You know why that bird's singing in the middle of the night? Because he realizes that morning is coming. <laughs>